podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I not only say the things I need to say, but the things I think you need to hear. And your feelings, they're not a factor. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. So we're going to start out as we do by saying Josh, Jake, B-Word, Iceman, Jason, Miss Aaron, Mike, Tabby, Javier, Fitz, McShane, El Jefe, El Devlin, and El Morte. Thank you guys for the support. I appreciate it. Uh, You're more than fans, you're friends, and the fact that you guys still listen to me babbling every week just dumbfounds me in a lot of ways. So anyway, as I was getting ready to record this episode, I found myself doing a lot of uh, thinking and a lot of mulling over, and all of a sudden I got really lazy and didn't do it when I normally would. Now you see, normally I record on the weekends, and then on Monday night I come in and I clean up all the editing, and I throw that together, and I put together the episode, you know, just a little peek behind the curtain for you guys. But this week I opted not to do that because I was being a lazy piece of crap. I'm not even going to make excuses I was tired, Sunday rolled around, I still hadn't recorded anything, and I just wasn't feeling it. So I decided to put it off to the last minute to, um, you know, come home from work on Monday night and then throw together this episode. And if it's a little slapdash and a little haphazard, maybe you guys notice, maybe you don't, maybe I just look like a putz. But that's the chance we take when we uh, decide to be lazy, because every now and then you got to be lazy. Every now and then you got to give yourself that little bit of a mental break, a little just decompression, a little sloughing off of responsibilities. It's one of the perks of being an adult. Now, the downside of that perk is you have to take responsibility for those actions and deal with the consequences of said actions. So it's late on a Monday night and I'm sitting in front of my computer talking into a microphone. But and this is all leading up to a little context. Something actually happened today where I feel like I completely changing my original plan for this week because My initial plan to talk about for this episode was going to be primarily talking about the World Economic Forum's meeting at Davos this year uh, as it's buttoned up. And I'm still going to talk about it because I have thoughts on the matter uh, without going too deeply into the whole conspiracy minded like it because there's no conspiracies. These assholes have come out and said the quiet part out loud at this point. They're not trying to manipulate things from the shadows. They're not trying to sneakily steer the course of humanity and the fate of the planet these assholes are flat out telling us that this is what's going to happen in the future because we said so because and i'm assuming if you're listening to me you're familiar with davos and the world economic forum but cliff notes version if you're new if you're not familiar with the subject matter for whatever reason whatever rock you've been fucking living under for the last few years the world economic forum beyond its supposed meeting of global leaders to discuss the future of the planet and the well-being of the world. What it really is, is a bunch of wealthy elitist motherfuckers who think they are better than and more valuable than every individual on the planet who's not one of them. It's the richest and most powerful and influential people on the planet who get together and try and talk about how the surf class, the peasants, the pissants, the common people are going to continue to provide for their wealth and and elite status because for whatever reason, they honestly believe they somehow fucking deserve it more than anyone else does. Now, I take a lot of issues with this because a huge, huge portion of these fuckstains did not get any of their wealth, power, or influence through anything other than inheritance. It's not that they went out and invented something or accomplished something or did anything to establish themselves as great and worthy people, people who were worthy of admiration and respect. They were simply born into it. Now, with the exception possibly of the fucking dollar store Bond villain Klaus Schwab, this cocksucker dresses like a a Bond villain. He talks like a Bond villain. He has all of this money and influence and Basically, as far as I can tell, all of it tracks back to the fucking Nazis, and yet somehow he hasn't been strung up and dragged out and told, no, we are tired of your shit, you wealthy elitist cocksucker. And this is the guy who has gone on record as saying people will own nothing and they will be happy, which is utter horseshit that's antithetical to the human nature. And realistically, what he means by that is the peasant class will own nothing, the elites will own everything and control everything and make our decisions for us. 
These are the people that are pushing things like carbon tax credits and social credit scores and other methods of controlling the population, theoretically in the name of saving the planet, when realistically it's basically been proven that all this climate change nonsense is nothing but a scam, a way to fucking funnel money to the people who already have more than they should, far more than they deserve, and to control the general population. And they have an agenda of depopulating the planet. They've come out and said that the population of the planet needs to be reduced, that the planet cannot sustain the current population. These are the assholes who are making it where farmers and people who raise food, ranchers, farmers, food production companies, they're the ones trying to put these people out of business. They're the ones buying up all the farmland they can get their hands on, primarily, again, with money they really don't fucking deserve. Now, then that's besides the point, but they're trying the ones trying to put farmers out of business because... When you control the source of the food, that's the easiest way to control the fucking population. People that are too hungry to stand can't really fight back. These are the kind of people that are pushing disarmament agendas, which are not going to go well because, at least in the United States, it's it's in our culture. We are the fucking Mandalorians of planet Earth. Guns are our religion. You know, fuck you, come get some. And you've got the clowns like Biden, who, again, senile bastard, saying the quiet part out loud says, well, you know, your AR-15 isn't going to do any good. You want to come against the government, you're going to need an F-16, Jack. Well, see, here's the thing about that, Sleepy. Tell that to fucking Taliban. You know, 20 years of fighting and attacking and conflict in the Middle East, and thanks particularly to the way things were handled by the Biden administration, they managed to replace the Taliban with the fucking Taliban. Only the difference is now they're much more well-armed with American supplies because it was too much of a hassle to take all that equipment away with them. So a bunch of people that actively want our country destroyed now have our weapons and technology and armor and vehicles and resources. And I'm sure they were able to reverse engineer some of the shit just by giving it to other people that don't like us very much. But I digress. Sleepy Joe was not supposed to be the, the target, but he's going to come up in later in this other thing, which, again... This episode will be coming out on January 23rd. It will be the third episode of the year. Uh, I think third, fourth. Fuck, I'm getting senile. Uh, Let's see, one came out on the second, one came out on the ninth, one came out on the 16th. So yes, the 23rd will be the fourth episode of the year. So episode four of this year. um, And... As much as it may be hard to believe, because again, like I said, you may know about the World Economic Forum. You may dislike the Economic Forum. You may even feel like you hate these people, but I promise you, you do not hate them enough. You may not realize how little they value your existence, how insignificant you and everybody you've ever known, everybody you've ever cared about, everybody that means anything to you is meaningless to these fucks who somehow think, They're endowed by whatever fucking thing in their head tells them they are more important, more special, and more deserving of everything they have at the expense of everyone fucking else. You do. I promise you, you, unless you're as dark and just full of just black hearted spite towards these cocksuckers like I am, you don't hate them enough. You might think you do, but you don't. Of course, I also feel that way about most politicians, mainstream media and a lot of other things. And there was a time where I would have said that's all the earmarked, hallmark traits of a fucking conspiracy theorist nut job that's probably living in his basement mailing fucking pipe bombs to the fucking U.S. government, uh, a la Ted Kaczynski. Now, I'm not trying to say Ted Kaczynski was right because the dude was a fucking wackadoo jeopardizing people who had, you know, pipe bombs don't really wind up to their specified targets. They, It's terrorism. It's not an okay way to handle your problems. But... I'm not saying I don't get it. I you want you want to start taking shit out on the government. I'm 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 not opposed to that at this point because they enable this kind of shit and they allow this kind of shit. And world leaders and government people and elected individuals from the US government were at this fucking conference. And I said last week maybe a meteor or something will happen, some natural disaster will wipe out Davos and take all these shit stains away and then we can point to it and say, "Wow, there is a god." Um now that didn't fucking happen. One thing that did happen, however, was Javier Millier, my personal new favorite person in the political arena anywhere on the fucking globe. 
I, w- I would trade every worthless cockstain in D.C. to get him here for one year. All of them. Every last one of them. They could take them and keep them and never give them back if we could get Melier for one year to just come in and clean fucking house. He is everything based on the short time he's been in office. So far, he is everything that people seem to think Donald Trump was going to be. He did it fucking right. He came in the first day, started slashing government waste, cutting fucking every little piece of fat he could get away with. And then all of a sudden, the news comes out that Millier is going to Davos to address the World Economic Forum. And a lot of the haters, a lot of the people, and again, I'm basing this off of people in the U.S. and other Western civilizations that are at least in some way, shape, or form speaking English because these are people making these comments coming across my social media feeds. And I'm reading them, and I'm not getting them translated or anything. I don't get a lot of feeds in non-English. So these are people making these statements in English, which makes me think they're at least a lot of, and a lot of them are probably U.S.-based individuals, just based on the way my algorithms feed me information. But, oh, well, how do you like your golden boy now? He's just another politician. He's going into, he's going to Davos, and he's, he took the, he's going to drink the Kool-Aid. He's going to take the checks. We'll see how much longer his idealism lasts. And, uh, you know, all this fucking smooth brain, weak-minded horse shit going, hey, look at your guy now. He's not as great as you thought he was. And, and then he gets up brought to the stage by Klaus fucking Schwab, introduced, you know, it's my pleasure to introduce the president of Argentina, uh, Javier Millier, to address the, 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 the room. And Javier Millier comes in and proceeds to roast the shit out of these people to their faces, talking about how socialism has always failed because it's a flawed system, how these elitist fucks are all the problem, telling them to their face, in what is probably, I mean, we're in the beginning of January. This is probably the mic drop moment of the fucking year. Gets up, tells these people they are the problem. Tells these people their agendas are what's destroying humanity. And then proceeds to say the only way for society to survive and for things to function and thrive and grow and is through freedom and liberty. And not only did he just say this stuff, but he brought the fucking receipts. He brought examples of how every piece of economic and societal and cultural and knowledge-based growth was based around liberty movements, around freedom, around personal, you know, responsibility, personal liberty and free free market capitalism and how everything that failed was tied into socialism and overregulation by fucking centralized powers. The man gave a master class on how to shred this just bullshit that these assholes are pushing and told them to their faces and did it in such a way where he literally did not say any names, pointed out the problems, brought the receipts, fucking mic drop, walked off and went back to fucking Argentina. Didn't hang around, did not partake in the massive amount of hookers that apparently wind up in Davos every year for these forms because apparently elitists like to fuck hookers. I don't know if you know that, but they do. And, you know, every kink, every nasty piece of indulgence, everything they think they can get away with because they're at their little private club. Yeah, it all happens. And we have the internet word leaks. There were no hookers anywhere else in Switzerland because they were all in Davos and they were all booked solid. They were busy gals and guys and whoever the fuck, whatever they want to identify as, I don't care. Point is, these wealthy elitist fucks are some sick and twisted motherfuckers and they were all spending a lot of money. Particularly the politicians were spending our money to get their rocks off in horrible, depraved ways and fuck them for spending my money on shit I can't do. Fuck you clowns. But I digress. Now, as if that wasn't enough of a reason for me to get a tickle out of Davos this year, that wasn't it. That wasn't the only thing that happened. Another person, now this is a name you probably aren't real familiar with. I wasn't real familiar with it. I had to do some research. A guy named Kevin Roberts. He's the president of the Heritage Group. He went like full scorched earth on these fucking people. He got up on the stage at the World Economic Forum and answered some a bunch of questions, basically said how the elitists were the problem. They thought they were the answer, but they're not. And then in answering another question, and he pointed out, like, well, you're calling Trump a dictator, and that's really kind of the opposite when you have a small cadre of people here that are trying to tell the population of the world that 
X, Y, and Z is true when, when reality, we can see all of these things are false. All of these are false narratives and they are flat out. You're wrong. And he said, I'm here to tell a lot of people that are watching this and a lot of people that are in this room that you are part of the problem. The global political elite are the ones that are telling the population X, Y, and Z is true when we can see its lies and no one believes you anymore. And you trying to perpetrate this and trying to force this stuff is going to cause massive pushback. This guy went full scorched earth. Fuck you guys. Fuck everything you're trying to do. It's not going to work. And, and I mean, he's a little more pro-Trump than I'm comfortable with, but he said, the, and he even said the next conservative president, whether it's Trump or not, is going to be the problem for you guys because he's, they're going to, they're not going to get elected if they do not call out the fact that these elitist motherfuckers are trying to ruin the planet and trying to ruin freedom and life for everyone. And he pointed out the fact that the vast majority of the American population who is going to be a fucking problem, regardless of how these assholes seem to think things are going to play out is not buying that shit anymore. They're not they don't have this sense that the elites are anything good. There is no like national or global acceptance of these motherfuckers anymore. And they're all so out of touch and so delusional. They don't seem to get it. They don't understand that they are not admired and looked up to like they seem to think they are. The vast majority of the average people do not look to these shit stains like they're some kind of saviors, like they're here to lead us into the promised land or into the global future that's the best for everyone. Nobody thinks these cocksuckers have the world's best interests at heart. And we finally got people that are actually coming out and saying it straight fucking to them. And that is kind of a barometer for where things are at. The fact that there is enough substantive pushback for these things to be something people world leaders are willing to get up and say to the global elite saying you are not as important as you think you are. You are not as fucking great as you think you are. And you do not have the backing where you are going to be able to keep doing this shit. Because ultimately, at some point, there is going to be, be, be a breaking point. There's going to be a push-comes-to-shove moment, and it's going to be there's a whole lot more of us than there are you. Now, granted, they've got all kinds of advantages that, you know, whether it be biological warfare or chemical warfare or some kind of global pandemic they're planning on unleashing to just wipe out the majority of the population so they can maintain their elite status with a severely drastically reduced population, which may have something to do with all these billionaires building bunkers. Um, they've probably got a plan. They probably got a punch out plan because they know if the people get fed up enough, they're all in deep shit because at some point their armed and paid security is not going to stand up for them when their lives are in jeopardy. A Merc is only so fucking useful uh, when you're fighting against people that actually if you're do, doing something for a paycheck and you're going up against somebody who's doing it for a core belief or a fundamental cause, something they actually value, at some point you, you're, you're going to lose because you're not in it for the same reasons. You're in it for material reasons. You're not in it for ethics or beliefs or values. And at some point, we've seen time and time again throughout history, the people that are more committed, the people that are more serious about their side, the people that honestly believe what they're fighting for, are way harder to break down than the person that's doing it as a fucking job. I mean, yeah, you'll get some sociopathic type assholes who are going to be soldiers because they get their rocks off enforcing somebody else's will. There are motherfuckers like that. They're allowed to do violence in the name of whatever they're doing for their excuse. And that's what they value. And they, they're more of a problem, but when you're dealing about, you know, paid soldiers versus fundamental believers, the fundamental believers tend to win. And that even goes down to, we can look at our own history here in the U S you know, one of the shorter histories on the planet, as far as nations go. And you can see where our soldiers who were doing things under orders because it was some old cocksucker in Washington seemed to think that was the, what needed to be done. And the most advanced military on the planet, the most technologically advanced, the most well-armed, the most well-funded military on the fucking planet. And they're having trouble dealing with fucking rice farmers in a fucking jungle that are using outdated leftover communist weapons and, and standing off the most powerful nation in the world. Look at the, what happened in Afghanistan and the Middle East over the last decade and a half where the most technologically advanced army in the world 
never managed to completely wipe out a bunch of guys in fucking pajamas armed with leftover Soviet technology from the fucking 90s. Guys that were, in a lot, a lot of ways, you know, trained and armed initially by the CIA to go up against the, the Russians when the big bad commies were the scary threat, subsequently used that same training and trained it, passed it on, but it was reinforced by the ideology behind it that they believed in what they were doing as opposed to you get a bunch of 20-something-year-old kids who were trying to pay for college or try to figure out what they were going to do when they grow up that are in this fucking desert trying to you know not get killed because somebody else decided these guys needed to be wiped out. And you find the flaws in dealing with ideologically driven people versus people motivated by it's a job. So that being said, the elitist motherfuckers kind of got put on notice this week. And in a lot of ways, I laughed about it. These conspiracy theorists, part of my brain flared up and said, yeah, great. Tell these motherfuckers that the clock's ticking. That's really not going to push them to that doomsday option. That's not going to get whatever plague is unleashed on the planet hurried up that much more expeditiously. And speaking of which, uh, just in a footnote, there was some uh, developments out of China where they have a new variation of the COVID vaccine that they have manufactured that has been 100% lethal to the mice with brains who were modified to mimic uh, human body chemistry. Yes, they have engineered a 100% lethal strain of COVID uh, based on the testing where and they they they've already admitted that there's a potential for lab leaks. It's like they're setting up the narrative for when they start trying to kill the fucking planet. And you know, that may push more vaccines, yada yada yada, more 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 of the, you know, grabbing everything we can phase of the fucking fall of this empire. Because let's face it, China's economy is really kind of hitting the skids. So in terms of, yeah, they need a war to bolster their economy, too, because that's, that's kind of what governments do when they're on the, on the skids and their, their economies are collapsing. Well, you know, there's always money in war. People, people got to be paid to build the bombers to go out and blow up the other guys and kill the other people. It's, it's, it's a tale as old as time. You, the problems come up. We got to do. We got to fund a war. More taxes, more collection, more this, more that. Let's, oh, we got to pay for the swords. We got to pay for the guns. We got to pay for the bombs. We got to pay for the planes. We got to pay for the jeeps. That stimulates our economic growth. Look at how much the look at everybody's thriving. We're coming out of this depression because everybody's building bombs now. Yeah, no, it's it's really it's the transfer of wealth writ large. Um, the only problem is when this wealth collapses, since it's all based on theoretical shit, it's gonna collapse that much harder. I mean, it was one thing when there was a gold standard and a silver standard, and there was actual physical assets backing the currency. But now that we have a fiat currency and money printer go burr. Uh, yeah, it, when it does finally, when the, when the check comes due, it ain't going to be pretty for fucking anybody. And it's not on, it's not accidental. It's intentional because before that check comes due, they're going to try under threat of force and might to make sure that everybody in the world is in debt. And the only way they can pay off that debt is by handing over everything they fucking got. You will own nothing and you will be happy. Except that it's not that we'll be happy. It's that they'll be happy because they'll own everything. That's the plan. Saddle everybody on the planet with so much debt that anybody that has anything has to give it up. Otherwise, they'll be you know punished and put under threat of violence. And realistically, the only way to combat this is going to be through. It, it, it's going to get messy. There's there is no we as a society, we as a species, are not evolved enough to come out of this with any kind of fucking grace. I mean, that may be kind of negative and skeptical, but honestly, that's the way I see it. We are not far enough along the fucking social evolutionary scale, and we are backsliding in so many ways, and a lot of that's due to progressive-minded people, and I'm using big fucking air quotes when I say progressive, uh, because these assholes are easily distracted, ideologically flawed, because their ideals are built on fucking sand instead of stone. They're not solid foundation things. They contradict science and the natural order of the world, and subsequently are extremely shaky foundations. But they are adopted by people with shaky mental stability and shaky self-esteem and shaky principles. So being built on a shaky thing just seems natural to them. But yeah, so these fuckstains are one of the reasons that I really don't believe we are in any kind of position to extricate ourselves from this financial stupidity that we have allowed our quote-unquote leaders to back us all into. 
we are born so far into debt at this point where we will never get out of this fucking hole. There's literally no chance of it happening. And it's like I said, it's not accidental. It's intentional. It's, it's, it's in a, a plan to transfer the ownership of all the wealth on the planet into the hands of a few. And that's going to be that. <sighs> yeah, that's pretty dark, isn't it? But anyway, so this is still all kind of contingent and hinging upon the World Economic Forum and these assholes that are there. That doesn't even bring it into the stuff that has gone down in the last like 24 hours that I need to talk about because it is not minor news, even for the non-United States people and for the non-political people and for anybody who goes, Aaron, why are you talking about this shit again? It's significant and there are issues <laughs> about this. I mean, you completely detached from, you know, the global elites who say we need Vax IDs and biometric IDs and we need to make sure they're controlling all the information because disinformation is going to be the number one problem in 2024 because if they can't control the narrative and they've had like the heads of the news media outlets at this thing ex basically admitting they no longer control the narrative. They no longer are the trusted source of authority for the populations and they see it as a problem because if they can't control the narrative, then... All kinds of things can be told around and, you know, and this leads to like this fucking shit stain Klaus Schwab saying that, well, we, we don't even need elections anymore. We have AI. AI can accurately predict who would be elected. So why have the elections? Well, because you shit stain the AI is only as accurate as the information you give it. And when you give it an information that you're, I mean, based on playing with AI, I already understand a little bit in its current iteration. AI is only as accurate as the information you give it. And if you want a certain outcome, you give it a certain subset of information and it says that's the outcome. doesn't matter how accurate it is. That's what the AI thinks the case is. There's no reason it wouldn't do the same thing with elections. So, Klaus, you can take a giant unlubricated fist, ram it up your fucking shit star, and hopefully keep going until it comes out your fucking eyeballs, you worthless cunt. Um, wow. Okay. Again, I'm, I'm really hung up on this Klaus Schwab fucker. But on the other hand, fuck him. But that's not what I want to talk about. There has been, you know, more developments. We're in an election year here in the States. And so that's the next thing I want to talk about is the current primaries. Uh, Trump absolutely shredded everyone else, which is no, but real, really nobody, nobody was surprised by it. Trump trounced everyone in the Iowa primaries. Iowa did something that really I think is a beautiful thing for the Iowa primary caucuses. Hand-counted paper ballots collected and counted at the time of the election. Beautiful fucking thing. It works. It's, it is so much easier to point to that and go, yeah, look, there's no chance of fraud here because there were hand-counted paper fucking ballots. Verified ballots. Now, one of those things going on, like Nikki Haley, who a lot of people are saying, well, she's basically, she's funded by Democrats, which is verifiably true. Most of her campaign funding is coming from donors who primarily donate to Democrat candidates and are very left-leaning in all their policies, beliefs, and stated positions. And a lot of people are saying, well, yeah, most of the votes you're going to get in the primaries are going to be people that are actually fucking Democrats registering to vote as Republicans just to fucking try and keep Trump off the ballot. And she's like, oh, that's ridiculous. That'll never happen. Now, Nikki Haley is a, for anybody that's not really into politics, not following, she is the worst kind of neocon. She has already got senators and other people on a never Nikki campaign because she is a war hawk, just DEI pushing, pandering, pro-censorship. Pro I mean, she's basically a fucking Democrat that has an R next to her name. She is a complete, like, she is bought and paid for by the military-industrial complex. She is all in favor of going out there and blowing brown people to shit in the names of lining her pockets and lining the pockets of her backers. But she is also, like, all the worst traits of every Republican you can think of and all the worst traits of every fucking Democrat you can think of. She is basically Republican Hillary. She is said on record that Hillary Clinton was her fucking inspiration to get into politics, which instantly should disqualify her because Hillary's a garbage human being, and anybody that looks up to that worthless sack of shit is equally worthless. Secondly, she's taking a lot of the Elizabeth Warren approach to the thing and telling things that are verifiable lies in her campaigning. And like, yeah, every, a lot of people say, well, Aaron, every politician lies while they're campaigning. It's part of being a politician. No, I'm talking about stupid shit where she's trying to pander to get votes where she's like, 
oh, well, you know, like in Echoes of Hillary, oh, we're, it's about time we had a female president and, and, and here she is. And it's like, no, bitch, nobody likes you. And she's going out on different media stories saying, oh, well, I never said this. I never said that. But, you know, the Internet never forgets. So as soon as she makes one of these statements, there are video clips popping up of her literally saying the shit she's saying she never said right after a clip of her saying, oh, I never said X, Y, and Z. And then a clip of her saying it on camera, on a mic, not a hot mic, a deliberate statement of, you know, to the public of this is what I think. And Oh, I never said that. Oh, well, here's the fucking receipts, Nikki, you stupid bitch. And somehow she still managed to take third place in the Iowa caucus and then tried to not deny that it was a bunch of Democrats registering for the first time as Republicans and then voting for her. Despite the fact that the Iowa caucus offices who handled the Republican primary ran out of forms for new registered Republicans, they brought like 50 some forms. They had to go make copies and copy like an additional 75 or 100 copies of the form to register new Democrat, new Republicans or first time voting Republicans to vote in this caucus. So, yeah, nothing questionable about that at fucking all. And I'm not saying people don't occasionally change party affiliations. More often than not, these days, the party affiliations change from the people. But, again, so everything Neocon Nikki has been saying is basically a lie, verifiably proven to be wrong. And then we had uh, Ron DeSantis actually took second. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy took fourth, which I don't understand how this unlikable bitch got more votes than that guy. But he immediately drops out, concedes, says, throws all the support behind Trump, says, if anybody's going to fix the problem, it's not going to be these fucking career politicians. Uh, it's not going to be, it's never going to be Nikki. And it, and then, you know, he called on Haley and DeSantis to do the same thing. Back this candidate, put all of our weight behind fighting the Democrat bullshit so we don't have another stolen election. And a couple days later, now this is the things that come along. Now Monday rolls around. Ronnie dropped out of the race and I think he actually dropped out officially yesterday, but so it's all over social media is like all these people. Oh, we told you it wasn't going to be him and did it. Ha ha ha. He failed fucking that hair pile piece of shit. Gavin Newsom is, is immediately starts, you know, tweeting out shit on social media. Hey, Ron DeSantis merchandise, 90% off. And <laughs> it's like, dude, fuck you. You always want to talk all this shit about how you think you beat him in every debate. You never fucking made a point. You never did anything smart or intelligent. You're a piece of shit. Your entire state is garbage. You have one of the biggest deficits. You went, you had one of the largest economies on the planet. The fifth largest economy on the planet was the state of California. They are operating at a $60 billion budget deficit right now. They are proposing ta wealth taxes on people just for being rich at this point because they can't fund their unsustainable programs. And they're, the problem with giving free shit to every dirtbag that comes along is dirtbags don't contribute. They take the free shit. Somebody's got to pay for the free shit. And what the, their policies and procedures are actively driving out the people who still have money that are still in California. They are people, if they pass these taxes that he's proposing, they are going, everybody that's left that's worth a fuck is going to leave that state. Now, the problem with is, that is all these dumb motherfuckers fleeing California because it's become unaffordable to live there because of the policies, bring their shit politics with them and try to infect the state, the prosperous states they move to and turn them purple or even blue. And then they fucking ruin another place because that's how they operate, because they have no cognitive abilities. They have no rational thought processes. So they bring their shit policy with them like a fucking can tied to a cat's tail. They drag it behind them and they don't realize that the noise and the bullshit is following them in that fucking can. And they go fuck up the new places they move to because they brought their shit mentality with them. They brought their piss poor logic and they brought their lack of critical thinking that said, hey, we're going to try and make this place look just like the place we fucking just left because they're fucking idiots. Ugh. And speaking of fucking idiots, we're going to take a little break here. And when we come back from the break, because I have to compose myself. Uh, so I'm going to take a minute here to pause and take a deep breath, have a, have, have a cup of tea and come back and wrap this up. I do have something else that a absolute bunch of fucking idiots are apparently all on board for that just happened to fucking day. Hey, what's up guys? I'm Mike. I'm Tabby. And we're the Grace Taproom Podcast. Be sure to check out our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash Grace Taproom Podcast too. 
There you can find our partnership with Hollowed Sense. Buy us a coffee because we definitely need it. All of our socials, listening platforms, and our merch store. And if you love our show enough, please feel free to subscribe to our Patreon. We have three amazing tiers starting from $3, $5, and $10 with a bunch of great content all over the place. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't text and drive. Don't drink and drive. Always drink responsibly. You heard her. Do it. Tap room closed. Sometimes people have a story to tell. It could be a story of triumph or a story of sorrow. However, it's their story. It's important to keep their story authentic, in their own words, and delivered in a delicate way. That's where Unfiltered Discussions podcast comes in. I'm Brian Howard. I talk with my guests about tough subjects and pivotal moments. I'd love for you to hear their stories. Subscribe to Unfiltered Discussions on your favorite podcast platform. Let's ensure their stories are heard. Download, subscribe, and listen to Whiskey Hill Podcast. We're the new show that doesn't hold back on today's ridiculousness. We're not on the right and we're not on the left. We call it the way we see it, and we're going to make you laugh while doing it. Throw in some great craft beer and you cannot lose. Download Whiskey Hell Podcasts anywhere you enjoy listening. And check out whiskeyhellpod.com for more. All right, so after the, all that, uh, I'm going to throw in one more little last thing here. I still think you guys need to be going to HorribleDesigns.com and buying stuff. I haven't stuck a promo in there for a little while because I've been slacking because I'm a jackass and I need to record a new one. So you're getting a live read, as it were, although I'm not reading anything. This is just me talking. HorribleDesigns.com makes cool shit. It's a good dude based out of Minnesota in the U.S., backs everything he says if you if something comes to you wrong he will take care of it he's going to make sure you are happy with your purchase the guy who owns the company they make good stuff he supports the show i support him i'm not doing it just to be a schmuck i'm not doing it because i feel like i own i'm saying this because i honestly fucking believe it and in that footnote uh another quick shout out to uh, mad k studios i haven't brought them up in a while either uh ken madden a great guy he's got a new podcast you should go check that out uh it's called the weathered report i'm gonna uh, grab the information throw a link in the show notes ken's a dude good dude uh the guys he's talking to it's good stuff you should go check it out yeah so that's it uh go to horribledesigns.com buy something i believe the promo code is still active where you say i had to say it uh, when you check out and you get 10 percent off your order uh you know save a couple bucks again i i I, i'm not doing this for anything other than the fact that he's a good dude deserves support ken has uh madkstudios.com he's got some really awesome artwork i've said it before i'll say it again uh this past he brought out calendars i was pushing right before the holidays they're awesome i everybody i gave them to for christmas i uh, thought they were great great reception he's got his inktober uh, coloring book i still have to order mine because i'm a schmuck and i keep having problems go come up around the house that take all my play money away uh, because i have to be a responsible grown up but god willing there's still one left when i have some disposable income i'm buying at least one because they look awesome they're amazing drawings. The guy's a super talented artist. He's a, a great drummer. He's funny to listen to him talk. He's insightful. I mean, leave some fucking talent for the rest of us, Ken. Jesus fucking Christ. But I digress. Um, point being, uh, yeah, so check out Ken's new podcast. Go buy some cool shit from Horrible Designs. Go listen to all these other podcasts whose promos I just stuck in there. If you're a listener, you happen to also be a podcaster because I'm assuming about 85% of my listeners are fellow podcasters or former podcasters. If you still have an active project, please, by all means, email me your promo. I, 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 I would love to have some new ones. I would love to support the people who support the show. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of my podcasting circle, a lot of my friends who are in this, uh, have had pod fade, have had their shows run their course and just do not have uh, anything with that. Now, in a, the, 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 this is a lot of rambling, but I'm sorry. If you're listening this long, you obviously like the sound of my voice or something. So one last thing I want to get in there, and this is going to be another podcast thing, and this is another one where I don't have a promo yet, and you know who you are. I'm not calling you out by your name just yet. Get me a promo. I will stick it in here. <laughs> Yeah, sticking here. Okay, now, the show is called the Raunchy Regret Podcast, and this is a show based off of, like, 
the Island of Misfit Dead podcasts got a bunch of a bunch of guys decided to be escapees and start a new project. And it is uh, B Word from the Bleach Bros and Unfiltered Discussions, BZ from Fraternize with these guys, and AJ, aka the Stoned, and Jordan, aka the Gnome from Dads on Dayquil. These four fine fellows have gotten together and started a new project. Again, called the Raunchy Regrets Podcast. Uh, there are two episodes in so far. Third episode is going to be dropping on Thursday. I was in freaking tears listening to these guys. These are four just absolutely ridiculously funny guys just having fun talking making each other laugh i mean you'll laugh you'll cry you'll cry from laughing you might pee a little bit so anyway you should go check them out too and maybe in the next week or two i'll have a promo so you won't have to hear me talking about these things um and i'm going to say the same thing a little more gently to ken if you happen to hear this ken and you guys get a promo send it to me i will um throw it into upcoming future episodes but to the Runcher Regret Boys, get on that shit. Send me what I want. Okay, now that being said, we're going to get back into the Aaron Ranty Ranty and talk about the other thing that has happened today, being Monday, uh, January 22nd. Uh, to the, the If you're anywhere in the United States or probably anywhere in the world, because I'm arrogant and I assume the rest of the world knows what's going on in this country, and I've been bitching about it ad nauseum, and that would be the illegal border crossings going on in the state of Texas. Now, unless you're living under a rock, you know, Texas sent, and I mentioned this last week too, Texas sent in the National Guard, said uh, the border, border Patrol can get the fuck out of our way. We're shutting down the border. We are putting up razor wire. We are reinstalling fences that you assholes tore down, and we are done with this shit. We are not letting people cross the border anymore. They can fuck off and go through the checkpoints like they're supposed to and do it the right fucking way if they want to come here. And they kicked the Border Patrol out of Eagle Pass and told them, get fucked. And there was footage coming out for a couple of weeks here of the migrants who were coming up to the border and like, no, I'm looking for Border Patrol. I want to come in. And I told to find Border Patrol. And I'm, this is a horrible accent, but I, the, I'm just basing it off the video I heard. And I couldn't place the guy's fucking accent, but it was not like Central American. I don't know where the fuck it was from, but I digress. They were actively looking and told to look for the Border Patrol so they could come into the country. They wanted to surrender and come in. And instead, the Texas National Guard has been going through closing the border and arresting any of these motherfuckers and deporting anybody they find. Picking them up, throwing them out, getting rid of them. You know, the thing we need to do to secure the border, stop all this ridiculous shit and stop the active invasion that is going on in this country. Well, true to its word, the Biden administration sued the state of Texas, saying they were violating something or other. I'm still trying to understand how it is they th seem to think and uh, how it is Mayorkas, the head of the Department of Homeland Security, who is not doing his job at all because he's not providing any security to the fucking homeland by allowing this fucking invasion. They, the U S border patrol sued the state of Texas, uh, and they put forth an injunction that today the Supreme court came down and said, you know what, Texas, until we finish the legalities of this case, they can come through and remove the barriers you put in. Now this issue was released about midday today on Monday. Uh, Immediately, pretty much everybody that is from, you know, centrist to like people like me that are left of center on most of their political stances who still think this is a horrible fucking policy of just letting any asshole come in without any, you know, vetting or rec record of who they are, immediately started going, You have got to be shitting me. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled in favor of the Biden administration saying this case is, and that's the thing a lot of people missed in their initial outrage reactions is. They're not saying the case is closed yet. They're not saying the Biden administration is right. What they're saying is they approved the injunction that is to or an order for the Texas National Guard to stop kicking the, the Border Patrol out and to stop the federal government from doing all the interfering that they were actively letting these assholes into the country. And basically, there's a lot of different reads to it. There's a lot of different takes on it. But what it's saying is until they hand down an actual verdict, the federal government is allowed to resume what they were doing because Texas was told to let them do. And the people that are surprised by this, because they're like, oh, yeah, all these conservative, all these fucking liberals that are bitching about how Trump loaded the fucking Supreme Court with a bunch of conservative judges. How's that working out for you now? Dirt to dirt. And um, Amy Cohen Barrett or whatever the fuck her name is. 
after all the work that conservatives did to get this bitch appointed, she was the deciding vote, the tiebreaker vote that said, no, you know what? Biden can do this. She voted with the liberal side of things. So I really, I don't want to hear any fucking buddy try and say that it's a stacked conservative panel at this point, because if that was the case, they would have said, no, Biden, you're not doing your fucking job. You are a derelict in your duties, and the state of Texas is well within their rights to defend their own fucking borders. Now, the argument that this, the federal government is trying to make is trying to say, well, that border between Mexico and Texas is a federal border, and it's it's their responsibility to fund it. And the argument they're saying about the razor wire and the fences is that is jeopardizing their ability to enforce the border. When they're not enforcing it, they're actively letting these fuckheads in. The Biden administration is actively allowing this shit and encouraging invasion. And they sued the state of Texas because the state of Texas said, if you're not going to do your fucking job, we're going to do it for you. Get the fuck out of the way. Now, that's the problem. And the bigger the bigger issue in this case is it comes down to a matter of state sovereignty and the federal government overstepping its official boundaries because it's saying you can't defend your own home and your own land and your own territory. It doesn't matter that you're a state and you're supposed to have the authority in this context. We said you can't do that, and you did it anyway, and that's a no-no. Now, the general feeling you get from conservative social media right now is everybody and their fucking mother is saying they're going to back Abbott and do not back down, do not fucking cave. If the fucking Border Patrol shows up, arrest these motherfuckers. We've already got people talking about, well, Texas has been ready to secede for years, and they don't fucking need the federal government. They might as well fucking break off. Secession is supposed to be an option. I am not, and I've talked about this before, national divorce is an option. It's meant to be on the table. It's in the fucking Constitution. And it is supposed to be the last resort, the ultimate thing of you are no longer performing the tasks and responsibilities you have, and it is on this society for us to break apart. Now, they're not really going to try and allow that. As for In terms of the feds, um, they're actively going to try and maintain their tyranny and, and overstep. But the state of Texas is really probably the least intelligent person to make this fucking play with, or the least intelligent group to make this play with. It's not purple enough yet where this shit's going to fly. There's still enough like native born Texans in that state. They have not been displaced enough by California transplants to be able to go, you know what? Yeah. The state's going to knuckle under there's a really good chance this is going to fucking become problematic. It's going to be fucking messy. I personally, I hope Abbott keeps the military there and says, you know what? I'm call my bluff. Send the actual fucking army here. Commit a military act on domestic soil and see how that pans out for you because it hasn't happened in, a, in a quite a while. It didn't go well last time. And at this point, before the federal government stepping in and saying, no, the Border Patrol is within their rights to come in and remove all these all these things, which, by the way, the head of the Texas division of the Border Patrol has already said this is a terrible fucking idea and he doesn't understand why the, their superiors are pushing it. But I digress. Um, Texas is really, like I said, this is probably not where it would have been smart for them to make this play to begin with. Now, granted, it's the only circumstances that will allow for this play, but I really don't think, like I said, it's not purple enough yet where this is a safe bet for them to go, yeah, I guarantee they're going to knuckle under. They're going to cave. They're going to say, oh, you're right, big daddy government. Come make us, you know, we're sorry. Don't hurt us. Most Texans aren't fucking wired that way. Not the real ones. Not the fucking trans. The transplants are a fucking joke. And they're, they're either going to, you know, get out of the way or get run over if something goes sideways. But the other thing that is leading up to this, 24 other states pledged support, whether it be financial, material, or or logistical support to the state of Texas to help them shut down that border. And so that means there is a coalition of 25 states that are all like-minded in saying the federal government is not doing their duty. They are derelict in their responsibilities. And it is not okay. We are not tolerating this shit anymore. We will sec secure our, our sovereignty and our safety if you will not do your fucking job. Well, the thing is, 
this is not the first time in the history of this country that the matter of state sovereignty has become an issue. And regardless of how much people want to try and put a spin on things, the last time we had a civil war, yes, slavery was one of the issues. Slavery was not the sole issue. A lot of that conflict, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not an apologist. I'm not saying it was right. I'm not saying anything else. I'm not saying that the South was, oh, yeah, they were both in the rights to keep owning other human beings. No, because that's fucking stupid. But at the core of it, slavery was part of it. It was not what it was about. The fight was not strictly over slavery. The fight was over sovereignty. The fight was over southern states saying, you don't get to tell us how to do our business, how to handle what is best for our people, and how to live our fucking lives. And the federal government saying, yes, we do. And them saying, well, no, we have the option to opt out, and uh, we don't appreciate this trial run anymore. We're going to opt out. And then the federal government saying, no, the fuck you're not. I mean, yes, slavery was a horrible thing. I'm not, again, I will never be an apologist for it. I think the idea that any human being has a right to the labor and property and body and soul of another human being is fucking abhorrent. It is a disgusting concept to me, regardless of the time frame, regardless of the basis for those ideals. Because I hate to point it out to anybody that might be a little too uh, left leaning that happens to come across this, but people of African descent were never the only slaves on this in this country or on the planet anywhere. There were plenty of white European motherfuckers sold into slavery in various places at various points in throughout history. So it, the bullshit narrative that is pushed in this country today, that those are the only people that know what it's like to have slavery issues and blah, blah, blah is a weak minded horseshit philosophy that is literally designed to keep the people that they are championing suppressed it it is a victim mentality because victims need saviors fucking free people don't need anybody but themselves so it's it's a horseshit cultivated mentality but i digress that's not the point the point is we have literally half the states in this country pledging support to an ideal that the federal government is not following through on its responsibilities to its population. That is, the administration is derelict in its duty. The last time this kind of shit was going on literally led to a civil war, to a dividing of the country where Americans were killing other Americans because there was a conflict of ideals and there was a just general disagreement. Now, the difference in other than the fact and the scope and breadth of the technology that exists today as opposed to the technology that existed then is at the time being more militarily capable was more inherent in the culture of the country at large, by which I mean more people had to be able to hunt, more people had to be proficient with firearms, more people had to be capable of sustaining themselves under the circumstances because everyone was doing physical jobs. There were not a lot of fucking cerebral gigs out there. There were not a lot of desk jobs. So the vast majority of the population was in better shape, was better capable, better suited for a physical conflict. Now, if a conflict were to happen today, if some shit were to pop off, and honestly, at this point, Maybe that's the plan. Maybe that's the idea, because that gives them an excuse to enact military law and to supersede everything that our country is founded on the, in the, under the basis of an emergency act. But ultimately, at this point, barring direct you know, federal action, uh, realistically, if the, if, the, if the things fall down according to party lines— you you really got to figure how much of the military is going to be okay with firing on American citizens. But more importantly, how much of the non-military individuals are going to be on the side of the federal government that are actually capable of defending themselves, capable in a fight, capable and willing to commit acts of physical violence? Because ideologically, that's one of those problems, and I've brought it up before, where 
when the summer of love was going on and the leftist assholes were proven they're really good at destroying businesses and homes uh, through mob action, never, never, never in you know actual combat where people were fighting back. The gun owners aren't on the side of the liberals. The the well armed and albeit not necessarily all trained. I mean, I there are a lot of retired military, retired veterans uh, who could very easily go back to having those skills and that training uh, still be relevant. And they tend to be on the more conservative side of the coin. And also, the ones who kept their skills honed tend to be more on the conservative side of the coin. And the conservative side of the coin also tends to have more of the, for lack of a better way of putting it, the military LARPers, the guys who never actually served, never actually saw combat or active duty, that still like to go out and shoot guns and dress up in camo and and play soldier. Um, And I'm saying that not to be dismissive or derisive, but realistically, that's kind of what it boils down to. If you haven't actually been in combat, it doesn't matter how much you practice and train for it you're not going to know how you're going to react to it until it fucking happens. Until you're in high-stress, high-danger situations, you're never going to know how you react. Like I liked, I know how I like to think I would react. I know how I've reacted in the past to conflict and stress and, and violent situations. So I like to think I have a pretty good idea how I would react in the future, but honestly, until it happens, you never really know. But from a pure standpoint of if you disregard all the like purple-haired they-thems that have gone on killing sprees recently, the well-armed percentage of the population is not going to be coming down on the side of the government. So I think any kind of conflict like this is not going to pan out the way the last Civil War actually happened. And I'm not saying this as anybody who's stumping for Civil War. I'm saying this as someone who has the perspective that I think that has become a very real possibility in the recent time due to the federal government getting more reckless with its abuse of power the general population being more well-connected than they've ever been in the past and more generally aware of the fact that there are a lot of people that are fed up with this shit. And a couple weeks ago, I said I didn't think we were ever going to get to the point where we were going to cross that line where everybody was going to say this is the line in the sand and that's a fucking enough. I might have been wrong. I might have to eat a little crow on that because if things keep going the way they are, and the situation escalates, there's a very real chance that you're not going to have a choice anymore. You're not going to be able to say, well, it's not too much for me. Because once shit pops off, people are going to get drawn into the conflict, whether they want to or not, simply due to proximity. You know, there there is side effects. There is, you know, adjacent issues. There is collateral damage. There is the concept that you may not be directly involved in the fight, but you can still get hurt just as easily by being there. So it's something it's something to think about. And I always try and say, you know, think critically, do your own research, make your own, formulate your own opinions, have your own fucking thoughts. If you disagree with me, by all means, reach out to me and tell me, try and explain to me why I'm wrong. I'm always willing to listen. I may not fucking agree with you. You may not change my mind, but I'm willing to give you the opportunity to do so. And not a lot of people are willing to take that stance these days, but. Like I said, I realistically, the more shit's going on, I mean, things are going on that I never in the fucking for the life of me thought we were going to get to this point. I, I, I've i seen it. I've seen memes of it where it's like I'm tired of living in unprecedented times. Oh, I'm fucking tired of living in unprecedented times. But that doesn't mean I'm going to bury my head in the sand and say shit's just going to you know be great. Um, so, yeah, that's what we got to do. We have to be cognizant of what's going on we have to be aware of what's going on around us and just one last little thing i'm going to say and then i'm going to wrap this up because this is getting to be one of those longer episodes where aaron's been babbling for a fucking hour but one last thing that came to light today or maybe it was late yesterday and i just didn't see it till today but the it has been confirmed that the january 6th committee deleted over a hundred items of encrypted files immediately before the Republicans took control of Congress and were in a position to have access to all this material. They actively destroyed evidence. And that, on top of the Supreme Court saying that the federal government can over over trample the fucking state's rights in the terms of border security, we're getting a lot of shit all 
compounding all at once and it's all coming out all at once. And it could be some fucking nutball has decided this is the thing that they need to do. They need to keep poking that bear until it bites. They need to keep, you know, flicking that match at the fuse till it catches. And, you know, I, I would say don't get suckered in, but at this point, don't just don't be asleep. Keep, keep your eyes open. Keep, keep your head on a fucking swivel. Look around you. Be careful. And don't, Anytime there's a narrative, anytime something comes up, question all the information and, uh, you know, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, be ready. And I guess for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating, go to, I had to say com. sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show, click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the discord. Come and interact. Be a part of the show. Buy the merch. Support your favorite creator. Or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.